Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. I feel like I'm uh, very energized for this intro. That's probably good. Maybe it'll uh, get some of you to hit the subscribe button or maybe rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchasers. Why am I so awake? I must have had a lot of extra coffee this morning or something but anyway we've got a great episode coming up for you we are today going to be talking about the 40 year old version a new movie out on netflix written directed and starring rada blank and it is a great story about a woman discovering her passion and her art and her worth, and it is a, uh, a great little movie. It kind of came out of nowhere. I was not um, expecting this one, but I really, really enjoyed it. And talking to me on this episode is Rosa from Latinx Lens. It's always great to have Rosa back on the show, and we have a great conversation about the 40-year-old version. So that is coming up in a second. As always, I want to remind you to make sure you are subscribed. Make sure... Oh, my cat just jumped on me. Lily Bear, say hi to everybody. Uh, make sure you are following us over on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And last but not least, don't forget we have a Patreon. Our Patreon is called Produced by David Rosen, and that is because it pulls in a bunch of great content from this podcast, from my music career, from Awesome Movie Year, the other movie podcast that I produce, as well as All Rice, No Beans, and who knows what else is going to end up on there in the coming months. But we just posted a new special Awesome Movie Year episode on Saturday Night Fever, which is a great bonus episode. You guys should really check that out. And, of course, I always post early advanced uh, episodes of Piecing It Together to check out. And I've got a bunch of music stuff hitting there very soon. Some already hit. And some coming soon. I'm actually recording this in advance. Uh, this will go up in early November. It is currently still uh, towards the end of October. It's not even Halloween yet. But you're going to be hearing this whenever you're hearing it. And uh, lots of great content over there on the Patreon. Lots of great content coming to Piecing It Together. And my new album, David Rosen, is out now. So go check that out as well. Anyway, let's get into this conversation about the 40-year-old version. <music> 
All right, so back with us today. Uh, it, it was a while before she came back to the show, but now it's only been like a month, I feel like. Uh, Rosa is back with us. How are you doing, Rosa? Hi, hello. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. I just hope you don't get tired of me. <laughs> ah, never, never. Always happy to have you on the show. And uh, I, I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a fun movie to talk about. It's a, uh, it's a very interesting one. And you kind of brought this one to my attention, actually. You had been like really championing this film since you first saw it the 40 year old version and i i hadn't even heard of it up until you brought it up um but it is pretty damn good when did you first see this <laughs> yes i've been championing since since i walked out of that screening over at sundance earlier this year which yeah. seems like decades ago <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> yes I, I saw it over at sundance um back in january and i i just fell in love with it i was i was able it spoke to me on on different levels and um i'm glad I'm, I'm really glad that it's getting critically acclaimed makes me um uh, affirm that that i i i do have a, a good eye for films i guess <laughs> in a sense sure <laughs> um but it also speaks volumes of of how much uh how much is how needed um it is to have diverse voices and, and diverse um visions on on screen because this is such a a, a, a nuanced on, on so many levels that per, I'm pretty sure that's one of the main reasons why I stuck um, yeah. with me. So, but yes, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you you took up on the, on the offer and you watched it and you enjoyed it. it. It really makes me happy you watched it and liked it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's such a relatable movie. And I mean, of course, uh, I'm not a woman, I'm not a person of color, but I am an artist and I did just turn 40. And there's so much oh. that's relatable in this movie uh, for me as well, a as much as as it is for uh, people who relate in other ways as well. Um, it, it's just a great story and a great performance and written and directed by its star, uh, Rada Blank. And it is, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one for us to talk about. So I think we should just jump right in. We'll have plenty to say. Uh, what do you got for your first puzzle piece? Yes. So um, for my first puzzle piece, I have a 2020 film that I, I'm okay. not particularly sure if it, it may have influenced the making of this movie or not. But it was one of the first films that came to mind um, mm -hmm. while, while watching this one as well. And that is 2020's <laughs> Vampires versus the Bronx. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's written and directed by, by Osmani Rodriguez. And I don't know, have you had a chance to watch it? It's on Netflix. I haven't. I, I oh, heard no. a lot okay. of people talking about it, though. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so I'll try to not spoil as much. Um, but pretty much it's just a, a group. It's like a comedy horror film following a group of teens um, who are out to protect the neighborhood um, mm -hmm. of the Bronx, of course, from vampire invasion, <laughs> which <laughs> is the, a metaphor for uh, gentrification. And gotcha. It, it, it spoke on, on so many levels. It reminded me so much on this, of course, uh, depicting and, and highlighting that, that theme of gentrification. And, of course, the location in, in New York as well and, and seeing that, that community, um, uh, the sense of community going around in, in the movie. And the kids, the kids are very, very adorable and, and very fun to watch on, on the screen, which aren't that far behind and, and are very reminiscent of... of uh, Rada Rada's uh, students <laughs> for the for, uh, the forty year old version. Very a lot of similarities amongst them. Um, 
what else certainly of course a social commentary and um yeah like i said it, it's on netflix 2020 film if you can watch it it'll probably be um a perfect timing for it right right around halloween but right, it's right. a film that that i i found a lot of similarities with and um again it, it's told the narrative the vision the lens through a person of color um although mm. the four-year-old version is thrown to a, a woman of color's um view um vampires in the bronx is told through also a person of color um the lens and, and such. So certainly a, a perspective that, that needs to be heard and it's unfortunately sure, sure. <laughs> very underrepresented. Right, right. Well, th that's such an interesting puzzle piece to kick it off with because it's like, obviously uh, the genre is so different, but then, you know, it's dealing with those specific issues and in such a unique way. And, you, you know, one that I, I didn't put on my list, but I considered putting on my list was The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which mm. also like another very different movie but that also you know has to do with gentrification and and the the changing times of that you know particular neighborhood and so yeah it's it's an interesting uh an interesting thing that's kind of in the ether right now that like people are wanting to talk about in unique different ways yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah i i also was thinking about last black man in san francisco but uh yeah i, I had to leave it out too <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go on to my first piece, um, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit, like I said, I relate so much on the uh, the artist uh, point of view here, and I, I'm going to go with the Coen Brothers Inside Lewin Davis, uh, which is another movie that deals with a character who has had these successes along the way of their career, but th there's a very real thing for artists where you can have you know all these little successes along the way, and they don't quite add up to uh, the fulfilling career that you're looking for that that really like gives you the full amount of success that you're hoping for out of your life and out of your work and out of your career and uh, th there's a great line in the film uh, you know where she tells the kids don't think just because you created something people will appreciate it and you know it, it's it's just absolutely true you know speaking as an artist it is so uh, it's so difficult to you know get your work, not not just uh, not just heard or seen or whatever, but appreciated in in you know the way that it maybe sometimes deserves, and the way that uh, Lewin Davis in, in Inside Lewin Davis is always just on the cusp of breaking through to that next level, but not quite getting there, and and we see Rada here not quite getting to that next level, uh, despite clearly having the talent to get there and clearly being recognized at times through a career, but still just not quite breaking through. Yeah. Um, I uh, have not seen the film, but mm -hmm. based on, on your description, certainly uh, it's piqued my interest and yeah, yeah. It, it's certainly her, her as her talent and her as an artist, as a screenplay, as a writer. Um, it, it was very, <laughs> at times to me, very frustrating to watch. Um, right. The amount of talent she does carry, yeah, oh, she keeps getting, uh, getting like not let through. So it, it was certainly something. Um, yeah, and I was, I was worried at the beginning because hip hop and film can be sometimes a little bit of a dicey thing. Like sometimes the songs really just aren't there, even though the character is meant to be portrayed as, as good at hip hop, you know, mm -hmm. but, but like as soon as she broke into poverty porn, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, she, she's good. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so what do you have for your next piece? Okay, so uh, my next piece is a film from 1982. Um, it's titled Losing Ground, and it's written and directed by Kathleen Collins. Um, mm. I just recently discovered this film while I was trying to uh, do my research for, for, for the episode, and I was just blown away uh, mm. by, by the film overall, but also um, that this is one of the first uh, ever um, full feature films to be directed by an African-American woman. Mm. Um, so before I knew it and I finished the film and I was jotting down my notes, I realized that this film had a lot of similarities. and and, and I can see uh, how a film like this one can pave the way for future films um, for, for many black women uh, directors um, currently working in the industry. So what this film is about, it, it follows a married couple, a married um, a couple, and they're both intellectuals. It, uh, it's Sarah and Victor. Um, Sarah is a philosophy professor, um, and she is very smart, highly educated. and um, her husband, he is a painter and, and very um, more, more uh, uh, and, and very successful as well. And, and I was taken <laughs> aback and I was a bit shocked to see an 80s film depicting um, a black married couple just as intellectuals and 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 mm. just see them um, struggle and go through their own journey um, and not necessarily see them either through um, of course uh, portrayed as, as either slaves or, or, or anything like that that's very much stereotypical that we tend to right. associate with, with um, uh, the black community so yeah the, the film uh, uh, Sarah she, she's a professor very much like Greta Blank and who also has her her student admirers <laughs> which certainly uh, was hilarious watching um in the 40-hour version and then sure. um and so eventually this couple go, they embark on a journey to um, find and discover and try to understand um, ecstasy and joy, uh, where Sarah takes a more intellectual, book smart approach to it by literally conducting research, going to the library, reading as much into it. Um, her husband takes a different approach to it and goes more of a lived in earthly, uh, physical approach to, <laughs> to, uh, to the journey and it's also a sense of discovering discovering yourself discovering what you understand discovering um it just who you are which again for an 80s film was very much i was mind blown by 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 this movie and um what else? Yeah, the, the 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 dynamic between Sarah and Victor very much similar to Rada and Dee, uh, where they both come um, from different backgrounds. They both have different uh, visions. They that the, their um, outlook and and such come from, of course, different um, interests. So mm -hmm. certainly a movie I highly highly recommend watching. I was lucky to find it over at Criterion. Um, but yes, it, it's 1982's Losing Ground and, and highly recommended and definitely a film that I can see had as, um, could have inspired White or Blank on, and, and every, in every manner, not only um, giving her that motivation and the inspiration to be able to direct and write her own film, but also to portray uh, social issues and, and depict um, 
and also the the artistic elements that, that are incorporated in both films were very much similar. Right. So yeah, definitely a, a, a film that that I can see very much being influential to the making and, and the existence of the four year old version. Nice. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. It sounds great. And yeah, it, it is it is awesome that we're seeing more and more uh, representation and not just like you said, in that like, you know, classic stereotypical Hollywood version of representation, but with right. like real original unique stories and stuff like that. that. That is awesome that we're getting more of that. And whereas it's, you know, uh, traditionally been, you know, just one here and there uh, that doesn't really get to tell the full story. So, so that is awesome. So, uh, speaking of representation, I am going to go for my next puzzle piece and talk a little about Spike Lee because, (laughs) uh, somebody who has been, uh, doing a lot of representing over the years. Uh, but I specifically was going to zero in on do the right thing. Yeah. That's my third uh, piece. Was it as well? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you've got all the talking to the camera. You got that just feeling of the Indies 90, you know, kind of, kind of feeling. And I think it, it it's impossible to not bring up with this movie. It definitely feels like that. And uh, and Rada has worked with Spike Lee before on his uh, what is it? She's got to have it, I believe. Um, is the series that that she worked on with him, but. Uh, which I actually haven't seen. I just I just know in my uh, reading reviews of her work, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, do the right thing is so good. And I mean, really, when it comes down to it, who hasn't been inspired by do the right thing or Spike Lee yes. in general? Yes, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. It, it could just be Spike Lee director and the, his entire filmography, or just what he stands for. Um, but yes, my third piece was also do the right thing, but by, by him, um, the location as well, and 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 highlighting. The, the sense of community as well, of course, talking to the audience, the camera. And um, I think Red or Blank uh, very much uses the location and, and the city of New York or, or um, uh, as another character, because if you take this film and you place it elsewhere, it, 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 it completely changes. <laughs> it, sure. it, it's certainly a whole different movie and a whole different um, interpretation of it. So yes, and I think any, any um, director particularly uh, spike lee who uses their location in the cities as an additional character and then you you get to um not only uh know that that the film and the story it's taking place and in that particular city but you also get to see a more genuine um version and you get to see how uh like ordinary people are very much um just living their everyday lives and in these cities yeah, absolutely. I mean that. I mean, uh, almost nothing captures that as much as do the right thing. Yeah, and, and and I think that they do a really great job here as well, um, which is really impressive for you know her first time. I believe it's her debut as a director. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. and she so won the the award impressive. over at Sundance too for best director. This has been such a great year for uh, directorial debuts. Uh, yes. It seems like it seems like every other episode of this show we're talking about uh, somebody who's coming out for the first time, and a lot of really great, a lot of really great work this year. Yeah. Yes. And again, it, it, we can just talk about the forty-year-old version like for five, six hours, and. I'm still fascinated. I, I've seen the movie several times already after after uh, I saw it at Sundance. And just just the bare thought that she wrote it and she directed it and she produced it and she started it 
it's just mind-boggling and it speaks volumes of, of the amount of talent Rita Blank has and I've been yeah. saying it since since January you're not gonna forget her name it's a name it's a it's an artist it, it, she's a woman who's easily easily um memorable <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go on to my next piece here. Uh, and I'm actually going to kind of combine a few things. Uh, basically, I, I feel in a lot of ways, this movie does feel like, like you're hanging out with a creative person during their process. Mm. And it, it reminded me a lot of there's there's a lot of these series that have come out over the last 10 years. Uh, they all kind of emulated Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, originally. But then we had stuff like Louie, Crashing, Master of None, uh, Atlanta. And then I'm going to specifically speak to Dave, uh, the the comedy series with the rapper Lil Dicky, uh, the very goofy white rapper mm-hmm. who is on the other end of the spectrum of people you wouldn't expect to be good rappers. And then once they show off their skills, everybody around is like, takes notice, like, Oh my God, this person has the skills, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, am going to, even though all those other ones are, I think also influential on this kind of a story. I think Dave is the one that I'm going to use as the main puzzle piece here. Uh, just because you really don't expect much out of little Dickie. And then once he, once he starts flowing, you know, like, oh, okay, this guy's got it. And, and the same, same thing with Rada. Once she, once she really opens up and and starts going for it, it's like yeah. even even that producer is like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I I haven't seen any of it, but yeah, it seems very much down the same, very very similar to to um, Rada's uh, journey. Absolutely. So, did you have any uh, any other pieces? No, I only had. Three. Um, okay. Yeah, vampires. I, I've got three. one more. Oh yeah, that's here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll finish it up. One last yeah. piece here, uh, and that's a movie from a few years ago called Blind Spotting. Oh, uh, you know, great movie, Smart. and uh, it, it. I think mainly the fact that it all builds up to the main character letting their frustrations out in rhyme form. Uh, I think is like the main reason why I thought of that, especially for this movie as a puzzle piece, because that is where, you know, where, of course, you know, her journey is going to go to letting it all out in in the form of rap in front of everybody. And that scene is shot so well. It's just like, oh, she's going to do it. You know, like, you know that she's about to start rapping and you're just you're waiting for it. And then she lets it out. And it's awesome. You know, and that that moment uh, uh, where the main character in Blind Spotting just lets all that frustration out uh, through through rap is just you know so cathartic and and well done. And I, I thought it absolutely parallels how this movie ends as well. Oh my god, that's such a I had not thought about that, but yes, you're you're absolutely right. Um, Good choice. Yes, yes. Blind Spotting is one of the most uh, underrated and uh, films of 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 any time. No, nope, not not a lot of people <laughs> appreciate or have even um, heard of it or even seen it. Uh, but yes, just to to express a frustration in 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 that form is certainly um, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes, and, and it certainly delivers certain messages. It, it sends that message that of uh, that not all of us express our frustration <laughs> with violence or, or, or anything sure. or any or any malicious intent um 
but yes, I had not thought about that. You're so, oh my God. I'm so glad you, you brought it up. <laughs> and, and, you know, while we're on the topic of David Diggs, uh, yes. you know, might, might as well bring up Hamilton as well, even <laughs> though it's not, not really a puzzle piece, but I mean, we do have a hip hop musical in this movie, so. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, I can say that. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and do the finished puzzle uh, for the 40-year-old version, and mm-hmm. then we'll get into some closing thoughts here. But yes. the movies we talked about included Vampires vs. the Bronx, Inside Lewin Davis, Losing Ground, Do the Right Thing, and Spike Lee in general, uh, Dave and a bunch of other TV series that follow around creative people, and Blind Spotting. So that is our finished puzzle. Uh, is, is there any other like major, uh, you know, points or, or, or ideas within this movie that we didn't quite get to while talking about the puzzle pieces? Hmm. Um, I don't know if, if there's anything major that I can, uh, think at the moment, but if you have not seen the 40 year old version, I don't understand where you've been or why not, or obviously they don't follow me because I've been talking about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have been tired of me um, just championing the film. But yeah, no, no, go watch this film. It, it's certainly a movie, uh, a story worth worth knowing. But also, it, it's a movie that, again, it, to me, it connected on so many levels. And, and with Abrada, um still uh, coping with, with the loss of her mother. I think that one is the one that got to me the most. Um, she has this moment, this one scene where where um, she's just sitting in the bed, and then she's—it's just that moment that very relatable. That it really took me and it hit me in the core, and I was able to certainly. Um, it, it, I was just moved by it, and then just to see her journey, to see to see a, uh, the the journey of a woman of color written and told, and 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 through her own vision, through, through, through her own words, through her own experience. And certainly something worth um, also discovering and checking out. Uh, I love the dynamic she had with her best friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, and, and I, I, I did appreciate the fact that the, 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 that, uh, that point where 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 you get that little um in the, in every movie you know like the third act or the end of the second act you get this fight or something that goes wrong, um and in this case is her fight and her confrontation with her best friend, um where you would expect uh mostly to 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 have it with her romantic uh character um no her her relationship with her best friend is as important if not more, than right. than her romantic one, and again it it is frustrating to see everything uh, all the obstacles and the additional obstacles she has to overcome and she has to go through simply for the color of her skin and let's be real her gender um so it, and just again a movie that's gonna speak at least to half of the populations as uh, you know we're we're, <laughs> we're all women and at one point uh, or another we're, we're gonna reach a lot, a lot a lot of these um a lot of these real life scenarios, uh, either physically in a biological and anatomical uh, aspect of it or, 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 other, um, or other things. And also to see it uh, happen in, in a city like New York is also uh, refreshing to watch as well. Um, Absolutely. 
I, I was also a big fan of, of, of her relationship with her students and how that, that, that relationship she, she had with them. And, and then the, the students were also fun to watch. It's just like a funny film overall, just her, her acting, her delivery, just perfect comedic timing. Um, certainly, um, again, I, I've been, I can't shut up about this film. Certainly a movie, go watch it. <laughs> we haven't watched it. Uh, but yes, it, it's certainly a movie. It, at the moment, as I'm recording this, I think it's my second favorite film of 2020. So nice. it's certainly up there, up there for me. Awesome. You know, but speaking of the uh, the relationship with the best friend, I, yeah. I love I love when she says that she's thinking about doing hip hop, and he asks, "Doing what to it?" <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good line, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's everything you just said. It's such a like just such a rich, layered movie. There, there's so much going on uh, with the character, and you know all all of those different uh, angles that it's coming at. And you know, one last thing I just wanted to mention. You know, we, we can't wrap it up without you know the comparison to uh, Judd Apatow's work. I mean, obviously the title of the film being yeah. kind of play on the 40 year old virgin. And then yeah. also, I think you could definitely get, this is 40 in there as well. Maybe even a little bit of funny people because of the creative, uh, aspect. And I, you know, I think that she's probably pretty influenced by, uh, by that kind of a Judd Apatow world as well, because I mean, you do get these characters who, tend to be in creative situations and the, the the struggles that they go through as well. So I just love that this movie is so, uh, it, it's not only coming from these uh, underserved, diverse uh, communities kind of showcasing that, but also showcasing the, the creative aspects. So there's just so much going on in this movie and it's really balanced so well. Yeah, and I don't. We haven't even talked about the the cinematography and and the black and white aspect of it. Which, it's true. Which I think was brilliantly done. I, I it works. It, it works for me, and um, I loved it. I, I certainly loved it. Cinematography is top notch, and again, it, it's certainly go watch the forty year version. <laughs> Please watch the movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh... I think that about does it, though. Uh, is there another movie you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Hmm. You know what? I'm probably, I don't know if this has ever happened um, for you before, but I'm going to select my second piece, <laughs> my puzzle piece, Losing Ground. Um, okay. Uh, which I, I was able to find it over on Criterion. It, it's certainly a movie um, I highly recommend watching. For, for of course, the, the, the reasons I just gave um earlier in, in the episode. Mm. But it, it's a movie that not many people, I'm pretty sure not a lot of people have heard about. Yet it's such a groundbreaking uh, movie in, in, in every sense, in every aspect. From, from the writer, from directing, from the characters and the narrative overall. Uh, certainly a movie that... that has stayed with me and i, I just w recently watched it a few days ago yet i'm still thinking about it i'm still thinking of how was i not introduced or not informed about this film even though it was made in the 80s certainly a a, a gem for independent cinema back back in the day but nice. yeah 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 worth um I, I highly recommend seeing it i think last time i checked it is still it was 100 percent on rotten tomatoes yet i'm pretty sure not that many people have seen it so right, um right. yeah um yeah definitely losing ground 1982 by kathleen collins and I, I again i found it on criterion so 
I don't know where else. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about having myself a little Rosa-approved uh, <laughs> puzzle piece double feature later this week. Watch Vampires vs. the Bronx and Losing Ground so I could catch Because yeah. they both sound really interesting from how you brought them up. So. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> yes. Oh, now I'm well, flattered. <laughs> and I uh, hope they, 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 they meet your expectations. <laughs> I'm sure they will. So uh, why do you tell people where they can find you and your, your work and your podcast and all that? Yes. Yeah, so at the moment, um, we've been in a little hiatus with, with Latinx Lens. We haven't uploaded um, uh, anything, actually, on almost a month. Um, but we're coming back. We're working on it. Uh, yeah, you can find us on every social media platform, uh, Latinx Lens. Our podcast is also available on every podcast platform. Um, as for me, uh, you can also find me on, so, on every social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rosa's Reviews. Beautiful. Well, Rosa, thank you so much for joining me again. And I, I knew this would be a fun one to talk about, and I'm glad we did it. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for, for having me back, for being brave enough to have me back. <laughs> <laughs> not once, not twice, but three times. Uh, and it's, we'll, it's, we'll make it happen again. Oh, we'll happen I hope again. so. I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting for it. Um, but no, it's always fun to to chat with you. And again, I you're amazing. You're awesome. And <laughs> I love, I love coming on. <laughs>I'm Jesse and I'm Ryan and we're the hosts of not my type one couple two personalities and we're taking three million internet quizzes approximately for non-serious conversations about serious fandoms check us out at not my type each episode we take BuzzFeed style quizzes to explore a movie TV series or a book as many fandoms as we can get our hands on new episodes come out each Wednesday and if you want to find out more about the show go to notmytypepod.com and anywhere podcasts are found pretty much everywhere these days see you there all right so i hope you enjoyed that conversation about the 40 year old version uh i don't talk about my comedy rap stuff very often but this is a good uh, opportunity to tell two quick things uh number one is that even though i've for the most part stopped doing that stuff because it's horribly offensive and completely ridiculous and at odds with everything i've been trying to build my career around I do still plan on putting out another Demise and D-Rocks album at some point, and it's called In Our 40s, and it's supposed to capture the moment of our life where we're still comedy rappers in our 40s. But on the album cover, we're going to be trapped in a uh, 40-ounce malt liquor bottle, so In Our 40s. It's a play on words, you get it? Um, And also, uh, I, I talked about how much I identified with this movie, despite you know, it obviously being a woman of color, but from the artistic point of view of this movie, uh, another just quick story, if you're still listening at the 33 minute mark of this episode, uh, I'll tell you with that comedy rap stuff, uh, we used to do shows here in Las Vegas all the time where we'd perform those songs on stage. And we had quite a bit of a, uh, a very ridiculous local following going on. Um, but I would always be stone cold sober for, for that, stuff uh because i really just couldn't perform if i was drunk or anything like that um and especially not if i had partaken in any weed or anything like the scene where uh rada has stage fright after getting high backstage uh that did happen at one particular show at the double down saloon here in las vegas and it was the only time i ever smoked weed before a show and it was an 
absolute disaster. I pretty much, it was almost like what happened in this movie. Um, just completely froze up. Couldn't remember a single word. I think I said yo like 5,000 times. It was an awful experience. And uh, I don't smoke very often anymore. Possibly, partially because of that. Anyway, that's enough about me. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening to Piecing It Together. If you're enjoying the show, I'd love it if you'd rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Of course, make sure you subscribe to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got so many episodes on the way, and I want to make sure you get to check them out. Lots of great guests coming up, lots of great movies we're covering. And if you're subscribed, you'll know about it as soon as the new episodes come up. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And don't forget about that Patreon I told you about at the top of the show. So, uh, you know, I do have this new album, David Rosen, that just came out. And I'm going to keep promoting it. I've got the music video Multiply. Uh, I'm recording this October 25th. I'm not sure. There might be another music video out by the time this goes up. If it's if it's already out, check it out on my YouTube channel. If it's not out, I'll tell you about it next week. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's what happens when you record these things in advance. You really can't be sure if things that are supposed to happen get done or not. But anyway, uh, I do want to remind you, though, that David Rosen is available now on all the major music apps you could of course stream it on spotify or apple music you could also buy it in a limited edition cd form over on bandcamp uh and of course buy it as a download if anybody still does that on itunes and amazon and all those other kinds of sites so uh, i do appreciate your support and i'm really very proud of the album so please do check it out and i think i might as well close this episode out with a track from that album and let's see here you know what i'm gonna play the most kind of hip-hop ish track on this album uh well actually that's not true there's a couple of tracks on this album that have a little bit of a hip-hop energy to it but i'm gonna go with this track deep breaths which i think definitely i could picture someone rapping to and uh i don't know maybe rada would like this track to uh to write a new song to so anyway this is called deep breaths it's on my new album david rosen enjoy it and we'll be back with more piecing it together coming up real soon
Hey guys, Dave here again, and you know what? I just decided that you've listened this far, I might as well play one of those comedy rap songs I was talking about, because it's just such a perfect fit here. Um, this is a Demise and D-Rock song called Snooze. It's one of the cleaner things that we've done. Uh, I do not encourage you to go check out any of our other music, but this song I think would be a really good fit. So enjoy Snooze, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon. Produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.